yo, 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 yo. So it's another episode of the Hype Hour. Today, we're joined by House of Orange with Ian Clark and Tone, um, the creators uh, of House of Orange. Such a special episode right here. We had them back in July, uh, July 10th of 2019. So, yeah, man, what y'all been up to, man? What's been what's been going on? Man, just just grinding. Um, it's been a crazy year, uh, as everybody know from the pandemic, and um, just I feel like we got a lot accomplished since the last time we spoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. T- I mean, tell me about. It. I mean, it. You know, I know. Uh, just thinking about having you guys back on the show, like resilience, right? Like that is something that I think a lot of businesses right now. Um, you know, you either have to, you're either gonna swim or you're gonna sink. You know what I mean? And so watching your guys' trajectory and just seeing like some of the new developments, like. You know, I was watching, uh, you know, Joe Button podcast and I saw them all with like your guys' stuff on there. And I was like, yo, like, that's crazy. You know yeah, what I mean? Such and a, so, such a blessing. And it shows the work yeah. that is being done. You know what I mean? What you guys are doing it like behind the scenes and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, getting around. And so, like, tell us a little bit about that, man. Like, how did you guys like get, get like some of the, some of your clothing? Like, I'm sure other people have it as well. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, that was like, I'm sure that was like a big thing, like when that came out, right? Yeah. So, I mean, since we're such a small team, it's really just me and Tone. Uh, everything you see that we do is, is through our hands. So, we kind of just got on, got on got on grind, just hit people up, hit the DMs. A lot of people don't know that DMs go a long way. Wow. Okay. So, I literally just yeah. slid in the, in the DMs because I'm a big fan of the of the podcast. watch it every day. Yeah. Big fan. So, so the DMs, like, what's up? I'm a big fan. Uh, we, have a, we have a brand. Um, this is a few of our pieces. You know, we would love to ship it out to you. And he was just so cordial and just so, just so, just so real. It was like, yeah, shoot it to me. Wow. Give me a size, whatever. And I'm the type of person if I if I send you something, I don't ever ask you, oh, can you wear it or can you post it. I kind of want you, you to wear it, you to post it if it feel, if it's in your heart, you know. I don't yeah. not the type of person to just push it up on you. So I just sent it to him. I didn't say anything about you wearing it or can you guys talk about it on the podcast. It was more just organic. I think that's um that's always the best thing in yeah. my opinion. Did he tell you anything about like, yo, we, I'm gonna drop it today, or was it just like, Mm-mm. like, what was that? What was that like when, you know, because I mean, what you said it was pretty much organic. It was like, hey, like, you know, check this out, and, mm-hmm. and so you guys didn't know that it was gonna come out, and then when it came out, like, what was like your guys' reaction? Like, wow, like it was, um, because if you're if you're a fan of the show, you know they drop um the audio first, and then they come out with the with the the video. I think like two days later, mm-hmm. so I'm listening to it, and uh, I think Rory mentioned something like, "Oh, oh, Maul dissonance with the with the Reggie," and he started describing. I don't even think he said Reggie. He just started describing the, the hoodie. I'm like, "Yep, this, this is it." Like, yeah. he's talking about the hoodie. So I, you know, it's got up. You know, did a little scream. Like, Let's go. <laughs> you know, that's 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 a big moment for us. I mean, uh, I think that might be the second moment, or I mean, it's equal to you know Roddy Rich wearing one of our pieces. So. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was just exciting. So I hit Tone like, "Hey, bro, it's 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 go time." Like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying this is this is big for us. Yeah, that's definitely. Um, I actually woke up to a text from a friend of mine. He had sent me a screenshot of him wearing it, and I was just like, "What?" Like, wow, it's really really crazy. And then actually with Roddy, I was at work like in the lab, and then I got another like phone call. Like, bro, hit me. Like, yeah, Roddy, Roddy's in your hoodie. I'm like, what? And then my phone was just blowing up. Yeah. So it was it was really dope. So tell me about that. I mean, tell me about like, you know, I'm I'm all about grassroots, right? Like in a in a sense of I feel like these days it's going back to that, right? It's going back to rather than, you know, yeah, like we're using social media, but I think a lot of people that are getting through like the mud and getting through like the, you know, oversaturation, uh, are going back to the grassroots. Like, exactly. hey, let me let me actually 
you know, pull up somewhere and exactly. like and, and introduce myself or whatever, because, mm-hmm. you know, we see new things uh, happening every day. Mm-hmm. Music wise, you know, clothing wise, you know, like, um, you know, everything, you know what I mean? And so like like w- can you like educate our like some of our, you know, listeners on just like the importance of like showing up, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we talk about this all the time, just um, kind of like living in it and like rejoicing the moment because the way the whole Rowdy Rich thing happened, um, I was out for dinner with like two of my boys and um, and, uh, and Rowdy came in. I was like, is that Rowdy? My boy's like, yeah, that's Rowdy. I'm like, man, I should like shoot him some stuff. And, I, and I, I'm not I'm not that type of person. I'm very like, cor- cor- I don't want to say cordial or shy. I'm very reserved. I'm mm-hmm. not the type of person who literally would go up to you and you know, talk to you about that. I'm I'm a very outgoing person, but I'm more reserved. So I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna do it. Like, you know, he with he entourage, yeah, hella people with. I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. My boy's like, bro, you you gotta do this. And mind you, I didn't even have my stuff really on me because we drove my boy's car. It's at his house. Oh wow, house okay. like 10, 15 minutes away. He's like, bro, I'll give you my keys. Go back to the house, get the stuff, and, and give it to him. I'm like, all right, forget it. Drove back to his spot, got the stuff. Um, exactly, and it's crazy because when he when he when I came back. He was just leaving. Literally just walked up to him like, hey, I'm a designer at Los Angeles. Here's a few pieces. You know, hopefully you like it and walked away. Once again, I didn't say, let me get a picture. Yeah. Uh, post this. You know what I'm saying? I just gave it to him. And, you know, if he, if he liked it, he liked it. And he happened to wear it twice. He happened to wear the hoodie multiple times and the hat a few times. So it was more organic and and uh, it's just it's just a blessing. Wow, yeah. and and I'm yeah. sure I'm sure he respected that. I mean, you know, uh, artists are getting pulled by several different people all the time. You know what I mean? But um, you know, one thing that I do know is like if something is dope, it's dope. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it doesn't really matter like you know if um, how it's placed or where it's given. If you know that it's really great, like mm-hmm. at the end of the day someone's going to open up that, you know, package mm-hmm. and be like, oh, shoot, like, this is dope. Like, why wouldn't I not wear this? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Exactly. As opposed to, and exclusivity. I mean, I think at that point, like, it, there's something really cool about a brand that, you know, is uh, is growing and yeah, building. And it's kind of like, oh, shoot, like, I was the first to wear this. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I tell, um, well, I like to think that when people are starting brands, I like to tell people, you have your 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 advantages too like of course these big brands have their advantages as far as like capital and money wise and um, marketing and budgets or whatever but you have the advantage of being like not well known mm-hmm. not everybody wants to wear the same brand so if you're upcoming mm-hmm. brand you're dope that's one of your advantages so so take advantage of that totally yeah, yeah. and so like how do you got how are you guys like moving now like as far as you know uh that being like a big you know milestone for you guys um and, and turning point in a sense or whatever like just you know, uh, the growth and the evolution of House of Orange, like, how do you guys move now, like, when it comes to, uh, you know, getting with different celebrities or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, dropping off some of your, your pieces to people? Is it, is it you know? Just, yeah, I would say, like, just trial and error, just kind of DMs, seeing if we can get in contact with PR, anybody that knows them. Uh, we have a couple of people that are in the music industry, and it's constant you know, constant text messages like, yo, can you can you give this to Roddy? And we're, we're still trying to actually get in touch with Roddy. We want to give him some more pieces and stuff. So Nice. You hear that, Roddy, man? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yo. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, like you said, just um, constant grassroots and just grinding it out. Um, we, we, like, it's just me and, me and Tone right now, so we don't have nobody on the team that handles PR or just, um, you know, direct contact with these people. So, 
it's just uh, word of mouth and network. Networking is, is so important. Like, reach out and talk to your friends and let people know what you're doing. You never know who people, like, know. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, your guys' you know, next uh, season just showed up, which was, you know, Chasing Summers. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, tell us a little bit about, like, the inspiration that went into that and, like, mm-hmm. you know, the evolution. I mean, I think last time we were talking a bit about, uh, you know, your – uh, your fr- I think it was like the second or third like season that you guys came out yeah. with, and uh, like how did, how how has things changed from mm-hmm. you know that time to this time? Yes, yeah, so, so yeah, when we first met, uh, or not met, but had the pop, um, when we first came onto the podcast a year ago, uh, I think we were we were um, getting ready to drop our our our, our most up to date uh, release, which was Dear Love. So we had that, we dropped that. We actually had a pop up that was extremely successful. Mm. Um, so that was a really big moment, and then we had um, a fashion show that we did that, w- that was pretty dope. And then, um, so heading into um, 2020, we had an uh, idea we were doing a, a huge drop we were going to do uh, with another pop-up, but then COVID hit, so we kind of had to pivot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were just, um, we had a bunch of designs that we had, uh, that we were working on that, you know, really didn't have a home. And then, uh, so we started brainstorming, and um, I kind of, drew inf- inspiration from my time when I went to Australia uh, about a couple years ago, about three years ago. And that, that feeling that I had out there was kind of like that feeling that I would get out here when it's, you know, 80 degrees and uh, it's clear skies and sunny. Like, it's that that feeling. I, I can't explain it, but it's a very... Euphoria. Hum- like, yeah, like, yeah. It, it, like this, is, this is what summer is. It just mm-hmm. feels good. I can't really mm-hmm. put it into words, but it's just that feeling. So the idea of, of that mixed with us not being able to go outside. Everybody was stuck in the house and doing literally anything to get out the house, going for walks, uh, visiting friends. So I feel like we were all chasing summer. Mm-hmm. Like we were chasing that feeling yeah. of summer, of the 89 degrees in L.A., palm trees, that that, that feeling. It's very euphoric, like you're saying. Yeah. I can't really put it in words, but it's a certain feeling you get when it's, when it's like that in L.A. So that's kind of the focal point, the inspiration behind that drop. We were just chasing that that high, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, as far as like the workflow, like how do you think that, you know, like chasing summers has like, w- what do you feel like th- as, as far as like the workflow, what do you feel like has helped? And what do you think are things that you guys kind of have done away with? You know what I mean? Since, you know, the last dear, you said dear love, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. F- from that time, like what, what do you think is, has kind of changed? Um, I think as far as like, I think coronavirus or COVID, yeah. um, has allowed us to take a step back and kind of like reevaluate. Like we said, um, we're starting to do a lot more marketing now. Mm. Um, I feel like we we have the pieces, but what we don't have is eyes, right? We need to get more eyes on it. And like you said, what's d- if it's dope, it's dope. People are going to like it. We just need to get people to see it. So I think it's allowed us to kind of take a step back and like kind of um, perfect the marketing aspect because it's only me and Ian. Yeah. So we kind of have to be the jack of all like all trades we're like right now we're trying to teach ourselves how to do the facebook marketing stuff and we're just constantly teaching ourselves oh nice and so i mean do you guys feel like you guys want to expand like what is like the next steps as far as like you know uh the next couple of months look like for you guys yeah yeah we definitely want to expand we want to take you know take it to the top take it as far as we can so um so right now we're looking at dropping um pieces um, but they're going to be, I would say, like little capsules. So we might do, you know, one piece, two piece. Um, then maybe a month from now, we do another another piece, another two pieces. So it's kind of going to be um, capsules and, and different deliveries up to our next big drop. But 
I'm excited. I think um, this this next couple of months are really gonna show people like we're serious about this. Yeah. We have actually like cut and sew pieces from you know pants to flannel jackets to um, you know just different stuff. You know, just actually really touching on fashion because that's that's the goal. That's why I started all this. Like, yeah. I don't want to do hoodies and shirts forever. I want to do actual pieces, cut and sew. Um, I want to get into women's eventually. You know, it's just, oh, nice. it's, it's, just, it's deeper than a t-shirt and a hoodie. You yeah. Know? Um, I love doing that, and I think that's the essence of streetwear, but uh, I want it to grow to, um, you know, we can take it to, to Paris Fashion Week and stuff. Yeah, do you guys see you guys, like, move into, like, a brick-and-mortar type of thing or whatever where people can pull up and, you know, uh, buy, you know, clothes there? Because you guys are mostly digital at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely the goal. I think, I know times are changing and, mm -hmm. um, you know, buying stuff online is kind of the way, but I, I don't think brick and mortar and actually going to a store will ever go away. That feeling um, of just touching the people and actually having experience, I think that's what's important. Um, so we want to do brick and mortar but it has to be a dope experience. It has to be a flip on it, uh, whether it's what, you know, Nipsey did at his store, rest, rest in peace to Nip, you know. Or um, even there's a, another store, um, it's like a speakeasy, um, it's called Bodega, it's um, in, in, in Los Angeles. Mm. It's just dope, like the, the concept of you walking through like a grocery store, you walk through like a, a like a, like a freezer, and then you're at you're in the store. Yeah, like that's so swag to me. It's like, hard. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So we we want to we want to touch fashion and, and touch retail in a way that's kind of never been done before. I definitely think we can do that. You know, a hundred percent. I mean, I think that you know right now, um, people are itching to you know get out. You know what I mean? They want to experience. You know what I mean? They want to they want to feel. They want to touch. You know, like they want to touch. Uh, you know, things in a sense of like. Who wants to just stay at home and, and watch Netflix all day? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like one thing that I thought about for a while was like, you know, movie theaters. I'm not sure if they will open up again, but I was like, you know what? They'll open up because it's an experience. It's yeah. taking it's taking your family there and stuff. And so, you know, when I think about the brick and mortar, I think that it's just about the innovation. Like back in the day, um, you know, Kiss, uh, the band or whatever, they started, uh, you know, with with their tours by, you know, bringing lights and, you know, doing all different, like, costumes. Nobody ever saw this before. They was like, mm -hmm. what the heck is going on or whatever. Mm -hmm. They put out memorabilia, you know, they put out all this stuff. They made it an experience to go watch a tour or whatever. And so that's what we see today when we go to, like, a really dope, you know, concert. We're like, yo, like, there's fire, there's exactly. all this stuff or whatever. So I think the same thing is, like, changing the trajectory of the way that we look at clothing and mm -hmm. how we actually wear our clothing and yeah people are sending stuff uh where you can try it on and then send it back but it's kind of it's still like uh you're not getting to to meet the people or you're exactly. not really getting mm -hmm. to the core of the why yeah you know and so i've been studying uh this guy named simon sinek cynic and he has a great book called uh star Wars. yeah amazing yeah it's one of my favorite books ever oh they, <laughs> yeah, well let's amazing. let's expand on that <laughs> yeah. man so like what is your guys's why like what like you know and has it changed over time it's it's crazy because that's such a um very um deep question um <laughs> for real like I, I feel like a lot of people don't know their why and us starting out as a brand um i would say our why as of right now is um i would say to push fashion forward in a, in a creative way um yeah I, I would say that i would say that's the why right now to to push fashion um forward in a, in a creative way whether it's uh doing a dope you know pop-up drop or a dope collection um, that's inspired by, you know, something in the 70s or something just different, you know? Yeah. 
Um, so, so I think that that's, that's kind of like a why right now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's dope. I mean, I think about this time being super controversial and I'm sure it's going to lead to, you know, uh, the inspiration for the next couple of years or whatnot, but we live in a really amazing and interesting time right now. And when I say amazing, I say it's amazing because it's never happened before. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, we'll be telling our kids from generation, like, yo, like when the pandemic happened, I remember my brother calling me up being like, yo, I got the last jar of peanut butter. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, like, I just think about that. (laughs) He called me up and then I was like, yo, I'm chilling in the studio, you know, not like to me when I'm in the studio, it's kind of like, nothing's happening outside you know so i go outside and like i go to the store and dog like i'm like yo is the apocalypse happening i was like what are you getting peanut butter for he's like do you know that peanut butter like if you get hungry that's sustainability over time (laughs) and i'm like and so i'm seeing all these people and then no joke i see this one dude pushing the cart and he has nothing but peanut peanut butter butter. (laughs) and i'm like oh shoot but that first couple of weeks man like I mean, that crap was like terrifying. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And couple so, of months. Yeah. You know, but a couple of months, like, you don't know what's going on. You know, you see Trump over here doing his, you know, his stand up comedy, yeah. you know? <laughs> and like, you know, but I, I really feel like, you know, uh, the inspiration, like, with art and stuff, like, really comes from, like, experience and, and, and things. And so, what are you guys taking from this time and how do you guys apply that to, you know, possibly your clothing or even artistic ventures, you know? Um, I think that um, Ian did a really good job. He had a, um, a hat design. It was a, um, he hit me up and he was like, yo, I had this hat design I wanted to do. Um, but bef- because of the, the current time we're in, um, the hat design was a uh, will be fine hat. Mm. It's in yellow, bright yellow. And it's kind of, it kind of sticks out and it says will be fine in all caps. And I, when he showed him, I was like, dude, this is perfect for like what's going on right now. And um, I think that uh, it was really a, a reflection of the time we were we were in, and mm-hmm. I think it. A, a lot of people were were attracted to it and wanted to buy it, and I think people, when you see that, it's kind of just like like it. It kind of everybody was able to relate to it. I think mm-hmm. that was really, really significant. I think that was a really good, um, good, good. Uh, what's the name for Ian? I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was yeah. That um, it's crazy because like we had a um a collection idea that we wanted to release that hat with, but like we said it. We hit him, and I hit him, and we talked about, like, this would be the perfect time to drop that. And, you know, it was at a time where, where people didn't know if we can go outside or, you yeah. know, can I get the COVID by standing next to you? Like, people were just so yeah. on edge. Yeah. And I and I kind of wanted to flip it because I kind of wanted that hat to represent um, – because when people see, like, the Trump hat, it has a certain message, like a negative message or whatever it is. Yeah. I wanted that hat to be a positive message, but that same type of, like, viral type thing. Like, you see that hat, you know – We'll be fine. Like you, you don't got to worry about nothing. Like <laughs> chill out. Yeah. You know, I know things are crazy right now, but in the long run, everything always plans out. Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, as impactful as that is, because you know, I feel like it's interesting how negativity uh, is very productive in a sense that sometimes, like people could be having a great life, and then they come into a conversation and they're like. Yeah, but COVID, man, it's just yeah. duh, duh, or like such and such is like, but it's their way to kind of relate because of the fact that, I mean, and this is my own psychological like understanding, which is like people use negativity to relate because it's something that anybody can attach to. You know what I mean? It's, it's funny that you say that because I, I, I study certain people. Yeah. And I was wondering like, why why is Drake so successful? Like, yeah. <laughs> it, like for real. And I realized like he, 
his music is always about missing the girl. Mm. That feeling of like loneliness or like wanting someone back. Yeah. I feel like that's contagious. Like people love the heartbreak. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that, like, people use that to relate. It, it makes perfect sense. To me. They do. I yeah. mean, and you're right. I mean, when, see, this is the thing is, like, even, I mean, I'm not trying to be all esoteric, but I'm, I'm <laughs> going to tell you, like, even in music, right, we hear, like, these frequencies, like, 808s and all this stuff. All this stuff resonates at the bottom, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't resonate up here. You know what I mean? Meaning, like, you're feeling it, like, in your chest and everything under, right? Mm-hmm. You're not feeling it up here, really. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, the, the the difference is if you're getting hit with an 808 sound, right, that's low or whatever all day, you're going to be in this kind of low, even if the record is super, you know, like energetic or whatever yeah. the case is, it's hitting you in a different way. You see how like happy has no 808s in it because mm-hmm. I'm happy. Everything <laughs> is keyboards coming along yeah. and it's up here. You know what I mean? And yeah. so you got to think, you know, like when I think about like negativity being productive um, in a way of conversation, it takes like the things like what you know what you just mentioned is like you know it's going to be just fine like with that you know with the with the yellow cap or whatever it's like it's in your face but it's also light you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's it's opening up exactly. that that um that bridge to to give people hope but i feel like you know when you look at the media you know you look at um you know like i said even music or whatever like right now Justin Bieber has a song out that's number 2 or whatever, that's this very uplifting song or whatever. It just came out, but it went straight to number two. But everything prior to that is nothing but like 808s and mm-hmm. just like he don't have mm-hmm. no 808s in this song or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the reason why I bring that Justin Bieber up is just because of the fact that it's like, okay, here's one area where it's very like different than everything else. It's like kind of like oil and water. It's just mm-hmm. like they just yeah. poured that in there. So, you know, you guys being that um, in this time, what do you feel like has been the most inspirational like like piece that you come back with during this time for you know you guys individually like hmm. that's a, that's a good question um I think this this time has really taught me and I think both of us that it's okay to sit down hmm. <laughs> like you don't need to go out every weekend uh you don't need to be in the know or in into everything like sit down and like kind of focus in on your goals and what you want to accomplish um like like is is there's good in every bad. So I think the the COVID or pandemic kind of just taught me to chill out. Like you don't need to go out at all the time. You know what I'm saying? Focusing on your goals. Not saying that we weren't focused, but I think we kind of tapped in a little more. Um, and I think um, being that with everything that has happened in such a such a sh- uh, in in a year, I think it just shows that it's like we're onto something. Like mm-hmm. we have something here. Yeah. You know? you know, Rowdy wouldn't just put that on. Just put that on. You feel me? Totally. Or Maul wouldn't wear that just to wear that. So. Not to even like sound cocky or anything. No, I'm just saying like, yeah. I think we, I think we really got something going, and it's just we gotta really, um, you know, put put the pe- uh, pedal to the floor. You know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I would, I would probably only say like, like you, like you said. Uh, for me, it would be just like, I think that when the pandemic hit, it, like you said, it um, made us sit down and kind of hone in on and focus on things that I really wanted. And House of Orange is something that I'm really, really passionate about. And um, fashion has always been something that I really love. And I think that um, this has brought in my eyes to, like, what we can do and and not just, like, House of Orange, but just, like, putting my money into, like, real estate and just a whole bunch of other things. Just, like, getting um, wealth for my family and just the betterment of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I've been studying that out actually a lot lately, especially, you know, us uh, being of color, you know what I mean? It's, it's really honestly like something that I think about all the time where I'm like, okay, there's new money, there's old money, mm-hmm. you know, and old money is long, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And old money, when you really think about it, it's kind of like sometimes you think like, well, where did we actually have a chance, like as a black community, right? This is things that really like fire me up like inside because, you know, for a long time, you know, we live in a, mm, I would say like a structural, uh, a structural society, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not from Beverly Hills, if you ain't from, you know, um, you know, Baldwin Hills or you're, you ain't from some of these other affluent places, you know, how do you get into those places, right? Mm-hmm. You might feel like one thing that I, I think about is like you might we, we look at this whole time period and we think like, you know what oppression is to like uh, when you go to like Africa or you go to like another place or whatever. It's like oppression. Oppression. You can see you're like, oh, this is like they're oppressed because they're living mm-hmm. here or they're doing this or whatever. But here. Um, you know, I've had tons of people call me and say, hey, man, how can I help you during this time? And, you know, are you doing OK? And I, I, I like that. That's cool and everything. Um, I like the dialogue. But I think the, the main thing is, is like what we feel like oppression is walking into like a store and feeling like somebody feels like you're going to steal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or mm-hmm. oppression feels like you're driving down the street and somebody pulls you over for having a air freshener in your car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and like all these conversations that we have amongst ourselves is, you know, like I'm sure we can talk about this for days. Like when's like I got pulled over for driving and, uh, you know, having the air freshener. Like I got pulled over for a lot of things, but I bring all this stuff up is because of the fact that there's so much, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors or whatever of what we what we have agreed to do for a long time, which uh, not not by our own um, will or whatever, but just the way the trajectory is or whatever. It's like if we don't understand you, you know, then we put you in a category. And Mm -hmm. so in order to get out of a category, um, just from my understanding it's more like when you do music when you do clothing when you do all these things you get to see things that you might have never seen before as a black you know individual Mm -hmm. it's like oh shoot like i mean we take kanye kanye came from the south side of chicago you know what i mean look at him now he's a billionaire you know what i mean and so i'm sure there's a lot of things same thing with jay-z it's like jay-z you know came from the marcy projects or whatever and because of music it led to fashion it led Mm -hmm. to you know like meeting with you know billionaires and and other things and now he has money that he can pass on to generations and do what he needs to do but this is the thing is you know i think even on the highest level it's not being taught down to to us you know what i mean like no disrespect like you know but just to be honest it's like the people that are affluent right now you know and been affluent for a long time like when COVID hits and, you know, then, you know, we have these, you know, crazy things happening with, you know, the understanding of the way the black culture has been, you know, oppressed for so long. Where were the people like that were at the top or whatever, being able to educate us on investments, right? Mm, like, yeah. like, hey, invest in the stock market, man. Like, you know, like that is 100 percent like. Everybody, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, mm-hmm. yellow, or whatever, anybody can invest in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Where are the people telling us, like, oh, do that, man? Yeah. Like, that's the next level, or whatever. Where are the people telling us, you know, hey, man, like, starting a business and being an entrepreneur, like, don't work for nobody, exactly. you know? No, like, what we get is, you know, 
go to go to school, which is great. You know, that's mm-hmm. cool for a lot of people. But for an entrepreneur, it's a little different. You got to learn things from a different standpoint. And some things you do learn in college. But um, I know I'm going on a rant, but it's just one of those things that really get me like fired up. So but like right now, I feel like for those people like us or whatever that are going after what we love and, and doing mm-hmm. what we love and just uh you know not hearing all the noise and stuff like i feel like that gives us this idea of you know cuz they want us to fail you know what i mean yeah, they I don't agree. they don't want us to see us to see us grow like i'm not trying to be you know Khaled here but i'm <laughs> saying like they don't want us to have the next show man they don't want us but um what do you guys do with that kind of like power cuz i'm sure that you guys feel that way when you're you know um building your 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 brand and also like blood sweat and tears is like really mm-hmm. something that you can you can feel, feel because yeah. being an entrepreneur is not easy. Yeah. You know, so tell us about like, you know, just, you know. So I would say like for me personally, um, this House of Oranges was was a way for me to escape from everything that was that was currently going on. Um, and my major is um, I'm a software engineer for um, a big company. Oh, shoot. So I deal with that a lot. Even when I was going coming into my college matriculation. I dealt with that, and then the way I dressed, I would walk into class with like designer, you know, bags and stuff. And like, who's this kid dressed like a rapper, whatever? Wow. And like, kind of, kind of like, um, not. They didn't think I was capable, you know. So I kind of felt like I had to like prove myself. And now that I've, I've gotten there, I kind of realized like, like wow, like, I'm really just another employee here, you know what I mean? So it kind of, it kind of made me kind of step back and just be like, wow, like me and Ian are doing something that's really great and that can really be something. You know what I mean? So it kind of just, once I, once I clock out after work, I'm like, House of Orange, we're we reading books, we're doing all types of stuff, everything we got to do to get it. Wow. Yeah, and then, um, so I, I work in real estate, so you touched on that, and it's like, I see it firsthand. I go, we go, we syndicate, we go to these buildings, and I don't see nobody looks like me, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I want people to know that it's, it's stuff is not hard. Like, mm-hmm. it's really fairly simple you guys have the capital to do it and like the actual like work ethic to you know shift through these deals and find a good deal but um i'm all about ownership at the end of the day and um i take the the nip approach you know yeah i rather ground it up grind it up and take the stairs because in the long run i'm gonna have the equity and it's it's, i'm gonna have sweat equity as well like this is something that i build so you know if we do get in a situation where someone wants to buy buy it or you know partner with us um, they can pay a premium because they we, we like you say it's a small team like we are the marketing you know we are the designers you know we are the photographers we are uh, the people doing the, the the back end like we literally do everything so that that's 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 a cost on that totally um so you know speaking about what you're saying about you know the black community and and who's teaching us um I, I really really I'm not with reparations I know people always talk about oh black <laughs> people need reparations yeah that's not the solution. Because you don't get reparations and not know what to do with it. So, you know what I'm saying? Like what's, it's it's kind of like what's happening now where these people who are getting these EDD um, cards or getting, you know, unemployment, and they're just blowing it and putting it back in the system. Like, that's literally the, the reason why they're doing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, I think we need to just learn uh, financial literacy, you know, taxes and investing and, and putting these type of infrastructures in the hood, in these places. Like, it needs to start grade one, kindergarten. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm all about those type of reparations. I don't want you to just go around just giving people money because that's, that's not going to help at all. It's not going to, yeah. And, you know, the funniest thing that I see also is that it's regurgitated through, like, our music sometimes. So yeah. what I'm saying is, you know, you look at, like, gold chains, gold, you know, whatever. It's like, 
yeah, like it's that's fun and and all those things or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't it doesn't show you from a perspective of like you know if you're growing up and you don't know like you know how to invest or do anything mm-hmm. like a lot of people can afford to buy gold and do what they need to do because yeah. they've you know financially f- like figured that part out but yeah. when you're just a kid watching TV and, and you're just like oh like this is really cool I want to do that you're willing to sell everything yeah. for you know I've heard of people selling like their publishing on music for a gold chain like I've, mm-hmm. s- I've seen that I've been a part like you know what I mean so yeah I think Jay had a line like like some like gold chains are cool make sure like your lawyer fees are good like it's okay to buy yeah. those things but like Make sure the your priorities are in straight. Make sure everything else is in order before you go out and splurge. Because I think you should always treat yourself, you yeah. know, and, and celebrate the wins. But I think we kind of um, go out our way to to buy these certain things when it's not even necessary. Totally. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like, and I know, like for me, like when I think about uh, just the overall perspective of you know how things are changing, I think a lot of people are going back to you know the humanistic standpoint of like what really matters you know to them mm-hmm. or whatnot because sometimes i mean it is conditioned you know what i mean to be like oh i need to i need to have like kanye said it like i need to have that gold chain mm-hmm. like once i'm once i'm like once i get my publishing deal or whatever you know but um yeah man i think like you said financial literacy and being able to educate our community mm-hmm. um and i think the other thing is the generation skip over like you know a lot of times i look at uh the generation before us they're quick to call us like millennials, like, yo, you millennials, mm-hmm. da, da, da. But the interesting thing about that is the fact that there was a generation that didn't teach anything, right? They kept Ooh. it to themselves, yeah. right? It wasn't like, that's the reason why you have a YouTube or whatever. That's the reason why you have a Twitter and all these other th- you know things is because people got sick and tired of being like, I don't know what to do. Nobody's telling me because generations before, mm-hmm. you know, you think of like Martha Graham and dancing, you know, ballet. She taught, she had schools, like yeah. there was schools for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so. And like a lot of people, um, I, even Kanye talked about this, like, like knowledge is the most important asset, you know, like yeah. that's currency. Like the whole saying of, um, you know, you know, teach me how to fish. I'll, I'll you know, I can fish for days, whatever the, the saying is like, that's mm-hmm. real. Like, Teach me how to do this. Don't just give it to me because that's not going to get me anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, like uh, as far as like, um, you know, House of Orange going back to that, I remember when we first had our conversation, you were telling me about how, you know, you guys, uh, some mistakes that you guys made early on was mm-hmm. like, you know, buying the samples or whatever, or mm-hmm. getting the samples and then having to buy or whatever. Are, are there any things that, not mistakes, I, I don't like to use that word, but more so like, is there any lessons? lessons there you go. Mm-hmm. Any lessons that you guys learned, uh, like hopping into this next chapter with uh, Chase and Summers? Um, any lessons? Um, I'm trying to think of, what, what do you think? Hmm. Not that I could think of right now. Um, I don't think we had any major L's, knock on wood, you know. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. I mean, that means we're learning something, right? Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I think that at every level you find something new. Um, You know, another thing is, uh, you know, just just dealing with, uh, like, what you don't know. You know what I mean? And when Mm -hmm. it comes, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, one day you're chilling and the next moment, you know, you're working on, you know, uh, trying to build something else or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. For example, like <clears throat> creating something that hasn't been done before, it's like how do you, uh, how can you actually um, look at something and say like, 
have a trajectory for it because it hasn't been done. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we we talk about that a lot. Um, about you know, this is kind of our first time doing something like this, so we're kind of using everything as trial and error. Mm. Um, so we don't really take stuff to heart really because we we don't really know. So we're we're trying out different things like different drops are doing, different way of dropping it. Um, you know, instead of doing a promo, maybe we just drop it and see how that does. Or maybe just, just tweaking different things and kind of say, say innovative. Um, cause you know, people, people are fickle, you know, they don't want to keep seeing the same thing. So you kind of like got to switch things up. Yeah, no, I hear that. And so for you guys, like, what is like, uh, the dream moving forward? Like what, mm-hmm. I mean, you guys have a lot going on, um, and you know, moving forward, like what, what would ideally you guys, you know, see for house of orange? Um, I, I just want to grow, um, the, the fan base right now. Um, we have a very strong fan base right now. Um, you know, we have people, you know, multiple buyers, you know, that means we're doing something right, but I kind of want to get it further. Like we, we have house of orange right now is, is, is overseas, you know, it's in the UK, it's oh, in, shoot. Yeah, in these different go. places. So we kind of just want to grow it, um, as much as possible, um, and just be s- consistent with designs and, 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 and be creative, uh, you know, long-term goal. Is you know like you said, like have our own brick and mortar, um, getting to like you know Fashion Week in Paris and and even doing a dope collab. Like I would love to do a collab with like New Balance or something like that. You know, touching shoes and you know just just doing some. We have so many creative ideas. You know, we just yeah. need the platform uh, to do it and and the capital. But I think if we keep pushing and keep doing what we're doing. I think we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I see that already happening with you guys. And that was actually something I was gonna bring up is like the the collaborations that are happening. You know, like, you know, the funny thing is when I, you think about like streetwear, like with uh, skateboard, you know, that's not foreign to like the skateboard industry. Like they mm-hmm. would take something and just collab it like, yo, let's mm-hmm. put, you know, Rob Diedrich together with, you know, such and such. And mm-hmm. then it would turn into something more or whatever. But seeing like Supreme, you know, collaborating with like Louis Vuitton and mm-hmm. like, you know, seeing like Nike, you know, collaborating with Travis Scott and, you know, different things like that. I feel like, you know, the world is open to it, you know, a lot more these days. Yeah. Yeah, we um, we talked about doing certain clubs, um, you know, because you know we I, I played sports, we played sports yeah. all our life, played basketball, so um, there's some stuff that um we kind of been cooking up. Um, we're not really gonna speak on it yet, but mm-hmm. I, I think the the pandemic kind of kind of slowed that down. But um, yeah, we're definitely open to collabing. It just has to make sense, and um, it has to be just dope. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> has to stick with the brand. Well. I mean, it's always great having you guys by. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to go into my favorite part of the hype hour, which is the hype moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to hit y'all with some stuff. Uh, so uh, what is, as far as, like, um, House of Orange, like, can you go through, like, the three things that people might not know about your company? Three things. I know um, I just hit you with it. Yeah. Like, wait, do I they know everything? Yeah, I think I think the, the one thing that people always ask or be surprised about like, oh, like, wh- who's on the team? Like, how many people you have? And it's really just me and Tone, you know? Yeah. Like, people are, like, surprised. Like, oh, you just two of you guys? And from from an outside point of view, the way we move and how we, we, sh- we structure and present everything, people would think we have this big, big company behind us or big team, and it's just really just, you know, two people doing everything. Hmm. Um, so I would say that's one thing. Um, what, do you, what, do you, what else? Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, mm. people are always just like, oh, you and your team are doing a great job. And I'm just like, it's really just me and, me and Ian. Um, yeah. Yeah, that – I would say um, another thing people always ask like what is House of Orange like what is that and um, I I love that question because that was that was the whole goal of like naming House of Orange is like what is that it's so ambiguous you know 
Um, but yeah, it's House of Orange is if you look up um, like what orange means, it means inspiration and creativity. Oh, nice. So so House of Orange is this house full of creativity, and um, each room is going to touch on different you know mediums of, of art or, or anything creative, you know? So the first room, you have fashion. You might go upstairs, it might be art in that room. You might go, you know, around the corner, it's going to be film, you know? So we want to touch all aspects. I, I don't want to limit it to just saying we're a, f- a fashion brand. Like, we're kind of, I don't know what you call it, but it, it's, it's, it, we want to touch every aspect of, of anything creative. So that's, that's something that um, a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. When, what is that tagline that you guys have? Is that like a third part? Like, you uh, know, creativity is infinite. Yeah. Or, yeah. or no, I was um, actually quoting on uh, on the page. The glass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, a glass house where everybody can see. Yeah. Like which, is, which is that like this house that we're building, it's open for everybody to see it. There's uh-huh. no, we're not hiding anything um, as far as what we're doing and how we're doing. If you have any questions, like hit me up, I'll tell you. And um, just. Uh, it's a glass house, a dope glass house that you can see everything that we're doing from, you know, fashion, art, film. Everybody's going to be able to see it. Damn. That reminds me of, like, this uh, restaurant called Joey where you can, like, uh, it's over in Topanga, but pretty much you can uh, see yeah. what oh, yeah, everybody's Joe. cooking and yeah, stuff. Joey, that's, you know, that's my spot. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, Joey's man. Inspired. Y'all know about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so where can we find you and uh, what can we look forward to? Uh, so you can find me at uh, I double underscore Clark on IG. Um, the brand page is H uh, underscore of Orange, and the actual um, pa- uh, House of Orange is the website is H of Orange dot com. Okay. My uh, tag is uh, at Tone Yoon. Boom! There it is, guys. Yeah. Wait, hold on, wait, we want we want to drop off some stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Oh shoot! Okay. Care package. Whoa. Care package, you know. Okay. We, we appreciate you, um, you know, inviting us on the show twice. Oh man, twice, yeah. yo, oh my yeah. goodness, man. Okay, let me. Let me I mean, yo, yeah. we gotta rock this. Yo, 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 check it, check it, check it. Yo, man, thank y'all, man. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. My God, definitely. For sure, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Hopefully cool. you enjoy it. Bam! Look at that. Ooh. All right, guys. Well, uh, that ends the next episode of the Hype Hour, and uh, let's shout out to our sponsors, Hint, and uh, we'll see y'all later. Appreciate oh. it, man.